trying to get Megan Kelly on for years. I used to say to Bernie, get Megan Kelly, man. I'm a huge fan of Megan's. You can check her out. She's got a podcast, and she curses. It's actually really funny every week. I love it. And uh, tonight she'll be covering the election 9 to 11 on Channel 111 on Sirius XM. That's the Triumph Channel, also on YouTube. And as I said, I play her clips on this show from her podcast a lot. I wasn't thrilled with her conversation with Jason Whitlock. That's a whole other story. Here she is, uh, the very talented, I'm a huge fan, Megan Kelly. Megan Sid, 77 WABC here in New York. How are you? Sid, it's so fun to talk to you. Thank you for that nice intro. Uh, it's all true. But I do want to get quickly, before we get to the political conversation, your talk on your podcast with uh, Whitlock. Um, you know, Kyrie's a big story here in New York, obviously. I'm a big basketball fan. I'm also Jewish. And um, I don't think that Kyrie exhibited any, any sense of remorse. And whether you think, whether you think what he posted was okay or not, he did anger and upset a lot of the Jewish community here in New York, and he owed them that. And he's just, he seems so angry to me, Megan. I don't know why he's so angry, but he seems so angry. And it seemed like you and Jason Whitlock were kind of defending him, if not making excuses for him on the podcast the other day. What was that about? Well, I mean, what, we were drawing a distinction. I think he was, and I accepted his distinction between Kyrie and Kanye. Because Kanye's been out there, and, you know, Jason initially defended him and sort of said, well, he said, had some inarticulate tweets. And I was like, no, no, no. It went way beyond that. Right. Um, and so I think I got him to sort of see that Kanye going out there and saying, and my doctor was Jewish. <laughs> There's no other way of looking at that other than as an anti-Semitic uh, line and, and feeling. And Kanye's proven it time and time again. Kyrie Irving, I, I accepted Jason's position that he's in a different camp. What he did was tweet out, just without comment, a link to this video or this movie that I had not seen. And I bet most of the people commenting on it had, had not seen. And then said, I disagreed with a lot of the parts in there, especially the ones that were anti-Semitic, but it had other, had other points that I agreed with. From that, I can't run around saying Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. I haven't seen it, nor have most of the people who are, who are criticizing him. So I see a distinction in those two cases. All right, fair enough. Let's move over to the uh, the big political stories for the day, Megan. We'll start with the number. I was watching Jesse last night, for example. He's like 53, 54. And then I saw Carl Rove. He said 51, 52. And Laura Kern, who's in studio today with me, she's a Democrat. She's saying 51. You look at these Senate races, what do you see? God, I wish I I wish I could tell you I'm not really a political prognosticator, but I guess I'd have to say 53. I feel like the red wave is coming. Um, I do think typically the Republicans are underpolled. I believe in the Trafalgar theory of the submerged Republican voters in this election who just aren't even dealing with the pollsters, especially the white working class. And honestly, the Hispanic working class as well, who are all tending to vote red and they don't like dealing with pollsters. Um, I just think there's something in the air right now. I don't think anything the Democrats have done has changed the momentum the GOP's been building. So I, I'd bet higher. I'd bet high. Wow. Yeah, maybe 53. Any chance, <laughs> Megan, I can get you to give me New Hampshire maybe or maybe even Arizona too and get a complete bloodbath at 54, 55, or is that too pie in the sky? I think, well, I mean, I really think Arizona Senate is going to go red. I think uh, Carrie Lake is going to drag Blake Masters over the finish line. You um, do? But I don't, yeah, I do. I think in, instead of being, you know, they thought she was going to be some drag on the ticket. And I remember early on, we got a call from a GOP operative who used to work for Trump saying, would you guys have on Carrie Lake? I'm like, oh, sure. This is when she was back in her primary contest. Sure, I'll put her on. She's interesting. I said, I'm going to put on her, her opponent, too. 
the, the woman she ran against for the nomination for, yeah. for the you know GOP nomination. Anyway, we put them both on. She she was a star. It was very obvious. And instead of being a drag on the GOP's chances out there, she's she's a star. And I do think she's going to win, and I think she's going to take Blake Masters over the finish line with her. No one's going to split the ticket between Carrie Lake and Blake Masters. Why don't you like Blake Masters? If you don't like him, maybe you say he's an election denier. Well, if you're voting for Carrie Lake, that's not a problem for you. So I think it's going to be a good night for the GOP in Arizona. In New Hampshire, I don't know. I, she Hassan's not exciting. She's not popular. She's got big name recognition, but I still feel, kind of feel like Bullock is going to win. I wow. have to say, I know real clear, real clear politics moved that back to blue uh, today. They they had been suggesting that she could lose, and they're now feeling more bullish on her. But if forced to pick between one of them, I think I'd say Bullock is going to pull this out. Wow! So you really are expecting a complete bloodbath tonight. What about um, Oz and Fetterman specifically in the state of Pennsylvania? That is a state in which I think uh, Team Blue has a better chance. Fetterman. I just think, right. yeah. you know, I, yeah, I think Fetterman's going to win. Um, it's going to be so tight. So this is all, you know, I could be wrong on all of these. But I really, if I had to bet, I'd say Fetterman because Oz is not connected with the voters. And I like Oz. Don't get me wrong. He's kind of, I'm friendly with him. But he's too slick. And those Pennsylvania voters, they love Trump. And you know why they love Trump? Because he had a way of appealing to the working class in a way very few politicians do. That's why the Dems went with Fetterman. They thought he could, despite the fact that he's far left, that he had a working man appeal to him. And I think he still has that. And Oz has never been able to get there. You know, his gaffes about Wegner's and crudite and (laughs) he's drinking red wine at the tailgate. Like, who can relate to that? You know, I I think it's going to hurt him. Uh, What about Georgia? Lots of folks, Megyn Kelly, they're predicting a runoff and Herschel Walker eventually wins. What do you see down in that state? I think that's right. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, that it, there yeah. will be a runoff because, you know, there's this third-party spoiler and no one's going to get over 50%. Yep. Uh, I mean, if he wins it clean outright tonight, my God, we're talking GOP tidal wave. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's right. I think he'll probably win because I think the GOP is probably going to win the Senate, almost certainly going to win the Senate. And then when you have the GOP or you have the runoff in Georgia, the Democratic voters are going to be feeling depressed. The, you know, it's not like power is not going to be on the line. And the GOP will be motivated, and, and uh, he'll win. Before I get to the New York gubernatorial race, Megan Kelly, this Michigan race has me very intrigued. I like this Tudor Dixon, maybe because I don't like Gretchen Whitmer, but I really like this Tudor Dixon. I've seen her on TV a bunch the last couple of weeks, and, of course, she has the same policies that I've got, so it makes it easy. But, I don't know, she, she's kind of funny. She's glib. Looks like she's having a really good time. Gretchen looks miserable all the time. What's your thoughts on the Michigan gubernatorial race? So I just talked to Tudor Dixon yesterday, and she is dynamic and interesting. She doesn't quite have the Carrie Lake star factor thing going, but she's not too far away from it. Um, I do think Michiganders love Gretchen Whitmer. I'm confused by it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I was just out there in Detroit, and uh, I was out there with a friend who's a Democrat who's from Detroit and another friend who's a Republican who's from Detroit. And uh, they both kind of liked, quote, Big Gretch. I know it's anecdotal, but I'm just saying, like, the locals seem to feel differently about her, notwithstanding the insanity of the COVID lockdowns. So I'm I'm less confident in Tudor Dixon, but uh, who the hell knows? The one we care about most is right here, Lee Zeldin, very good friend of mine. I'll be with him later on tonight. Been on this show every week now for the better part of three months leading up to today's election, Megyn Kelly, and going up against uh, Kathy Hochul, who's been there since Andrew Cuomo left 
uh, in uh, in disgrace. Uh, your thoughts on this race today, Zeldin getting closer, getting closer, getting closer, but still folks in the middle hesitant to say that he's got enough to win. What do you think? I know. I mean, we had the Trafalgar poll that put him one point up. Yeah. And then we had another poll that put her nine points up. Yep. I mean, listen, this is the closest that the GOP has been in years to seeing GOP leadership at the top. I mean, so. literally 16 years since Pataki won, Megan. Yes. And I mean, I'm, I'm 51 now. I, I lived my entire life, but, you know, one or two years in the state of New York, western New York, central New York, upstate New York and New York City. I, I think this city is ready for GOP leadership. I mean, this state, I really do believe that the, the populace is ready to do it. I went home to visit my mom in Albany covered in Zeldin signs. <laughs> Zelda, I mean, Albany's yeah. blue. Albany's blue. Yeah. Um, covered in Zeldin signs. I just think the crime rate is so ridiculous. The COVID lockdown policies here were so absurd. And especially in upstate, they're reasonable. They're more Midwestern. This, it is not New York City. And I think they're sick of it. I, If I have to put money on it, I realize the smart bet is the Dem, but I would put the money on Zeldin. I yeah. think their internal polls are showing good things. There's, a, there's energy behind him. There's momentum behind him. And I'll say this. If Zeldin doesn't win... I think the state of New York is still going to owe that guy a huge debt yep. because I do think the GOP enthusiasm he's generated is going to pull several congressional races over to the red side. Well, we're all going to move, though, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and go see my friend Ron DeSantis down in Florida. So, Megan, let's get to that potential race coming up in 2023-24 uh, before the presidential race, and that is Republican versus Republican. Some say it'll be a lot messier than, let's say, Trump versus Biden or Trump versus Buttigieg, this potential Trump versus DeSantis race. How bloody do you think does that get? I, I said this before, and I stand by it. I think the only winning move for Ron DeSantis is not to play. Don't I play. really don't right. think because he, 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 can't, he has no chance. Think... He, he can't beat him. He, 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 you can't see DeSantis, Megan, in Iowa, in New Hampshire, in South Carolina, beating Donald Trump. I mean, no way. He, he's not going to. He's not going to. And Trump will make a bloody mess out of him and dam- damage him badly for the next run. And there's no reason for Ron DeSantis to try to challenge Trump. He could wait another four to eight years and be fine. He's a young man. Trump is the 800-pound gorilla. No one can stop Trump but Trump. And if Trump were challenged by DeSantis and DeSantis somehow managed to beat Trump in the GOP primary, mm. what do you think the hardcore MAGA voters are going to do? They're not going to go vote for Ron DeSantis. They're going to be ticked off, and they're not going to vote for him. They're going to be spoilers. There's no way forward for the GOP if Trump decides to run other than to nominate Trump, period. Do you see anybody the left can nominate outside of Michelle Obama who's not going to run? Do you see anybody, don't give me Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg or Gavin Newsom, that would give Trump a race? Michelle Obama is the only name that I've said as well, Sid, so we're on the same page. No, I mean, if I were running the Democrat Party— I mean, this is going to sound weird, but I might go with somebody like an Amy Klobuchar, like the studious librarian who's kind of going to yell at you from time to time, but she's not (laughs) going to do anything too crazy. You know, like I wouldn't go slick, hard left Gavin Newsom. I try to do like the she's boring and she's reasonable, if not inspirational. I think that might be kind of an interesting contrast. She's from the craziest state in this country. Minnesota. <laughs> they are crazy people. She's Minnesota nice, notwithstanding what we heard about her having oh, her salad with a comb. You're right, exactly. And by the way, my first cousin, you're like this, Megan, is Norm Coleman. 
and he lives in Minnesota, but he's no a Brooklyn way. kid. Yeah, my first cousin, yeah. But he's a Brooklyn kid at heart. So, hey, listen, uh, I'm really happy for your success. The podcast is doing great. XM Sirius tonight, 9 to 11 p.m., Channel 111, the Triumph channel and on youtube as well and i hope you keep coming back because i'm a big fan megan kelly you were great this morning thank you so much anytime thank you so much for having me you got it take care folks there she is megan kelly her first visit to this program bernie and sid in the morning she was terrific